0: If you could bend any element, what element would you bend? Air. Fire. Earth. Water.
1: What a ledge right here. Earth.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> He's making fun of me because I picked water. Water is the strongest element, the most powerful element on Earth.
1: Period that's periodic. true
2: the moon and everything is all all linked isn't it
3: yeah
1: why yeah. did you guys choose what you chose water water
3: can put out fire i'm just
0: gonna put that up right there
3: yeah but i mean i'm out here burning people up i mean <laughs> it's a cool one so it's you set the people on fire one. i set people on fire i mean you gotta do what you got <laughs> there you go um Welcome to another episode
0: of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Olive Theory. My name is Faras. I'm Danny. I'm Rashad, a.k.a.
1: The
3: Sauce Kid.
1: I'm Brandon, and I can't use my old a.k.a. because I changed my...
3: Oh. What'd you change it it's to?
1: It's Tavokio. It's like Tokyo, but Tav. Because I like Tokyo Drift, and there's a phrase that Han like, says um, in the movie that I like.
0: What's it called? Fast and Furious? Yeah,
1: Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift.
0: What's the quote?
1: Uh, it's a long thing. But if you say Han... Uh, Tokyo Drift, his famous quote will come up.
0: So you were inspired and changed your name to hmm. Beast. Um, if you want to email us, our email is strangeflavorspodcast at com. and no more shows. We just got done our last show. Um, it was an awesome event. They raised like 2 million some dollars, which was really awesome. What's new with you guys? What's going on? You watching The Bachelor? Bachelor? Whatever it is
2: why are you looking at me because no. you always
0: watch cliche shows like that
2: well true but no actually I have not watched it i heard it's all fake anyway i don't know where i heard that from honestly but i'm pretty sure it's not real
0: reality shows in general are like set up for a certain reason
2: the kardashians like the people, that's set up
0: it's not like set up set up but they will make things drawn out and will add a little spice and things. The reason they pick sh- people for reality shows like Jersey Shore is because they're, like, OD. Like, they would never
3: pick, like, a normal person for one of those shows, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, like, uh, that show Love and Hip Hop, like, there's certain, like, times, like, if females come on there and they'll, like, ask them to, like, if you come on here, we want you to fight. And if they don't fight, like, if they don't agree to, like, fight maybe, like, one or two episodes, they won't put them on the show. See,
0: they're doing it on
3: purpose. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rashard, yes, it was your birthday two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you very birthday. much. I turned 20, no, 23. 23. Uh-oh. Up. Yep, jumping like Jordan. Jump, man, jump, man. What's What's it like being 23? It's no different than anything. Okay. It's like once you turn 21, you're legal. And it's like after that, it's like no failing whatsoever. Maybe like when I'm 25, I feel different or when I'm 30. But right now, it's like it's nothing different about my age. It's like I still do what I could do two years ago. You do anything special? I didn't do anything I mean actually no a couple weekends ago I went to DC for my birthday weekend it was cool Um, I went to a party the day before but um explain the birthday weekend I've I've never gotten that okay
0: there's always people doing birthday weekend birthday month like, yo, you're going to take up a whole month?
3: Yeah, I, I don't understand people that do that. But for my birthday weekend, I mean, basically, I'll just, like, I'll take off from work, like, Friday. Or I'll just take off Saturday, Sunday. And basically, I'll do something Friday night, I'll do something Saturday night, and then maybe I'll do something during the day on Sunday. So it's basically you just take that. Like, if my birthday was on Wednesday, so basically, I just took Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I just, like, put my birthday on, like, one. That's pretty much how you do it. I'll give you, I'll give you some jelly beans if you want for your birthday. I'll say some jelly beans. Do you I know like what kind some. I'm talking about? No.
0: Okay. I don't want them. Don't want them. <laughs> Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So I did the bean boozled challenge. Oh my God. I did not think it was going to be as bad as it was. So like the point is one jelly bean, that's a good jelly bean and one that's really bad. And you spin this thing. And when it lands on the color, like say it lands on brown. One of the brown is like chocolate or something. And the other brown is like canned dog food. So you're gonna get one or the other. So there's like dead fish, rotten eggs, uh spoiled milk. Spoiled milk, like I was doing okay. I was like um doing it with my friend Yusuf, who you guys have met before. And it was all good. Like it was pretty bad, but then I had the spoiled milk and I puked. I it was so bad. I'm telling you, like it's it's actually really, really bad. Terrible. What do you what do you guys think about Lavar Ball. Danny. do you know who that is? No,
2: I never know who these people are.
0: Let me tell you, let me just fill you in real quick. So this family, the Ball family, their last name is Ball, okay? And it's three brothers. They're like beast at basketball, okay? One of them is about to go into the NBA. Um, the other one, the other two are in high school. Well, one is going into college now. Um, and they're just like taking over in every, like, in high school and college. And now they're entering NBA. So they're calling this, like, the ball era because these three brothers are coming up and they're about to take over. Their dad is, like, making the headlines, though, because he's saying, like, you know, I could beat uh, Michael Jordan one-on-one. And he's shell- selling um, his first... He has his own brand, and it's called the Big Baller brand. And the first shoe that he's releasing is, what, $450? Oh, my God. 400, or 400, $495. $495, sorry, 495 And no other athlete, like, no basketball player has had their opening shoe. Like, the kid's not even in the NBA yet. And he's selling the shoe for that much, and he's just hyping it up.
3: But, yeah, I mean, Richard you're shaking your head. What's You don't like him? I can't stand him or the family. Look, I just, this guy talks so much. You know, your sons haven't even, you know, stepped onto a professional basketball court. So when you sit up here and talk about how great your sons are or you got to be a big baller to buy a shoe by a guy that hasn't even played a professional game, I don't even want to hear it. I mean, this guy just talks and talks. And then when he said he can beat Michael Jordan, I was done. I mean, this guy averaged two points in college. Two points. And he said he can beat Michael Jordan. (laughs) You know, like, LaVar Ball, I just... I I can't stand you wherever you are I don't like you you have a big mouth shut up point-blank period I've heard That's that argument a lot from people
0: and I hadn't even watched any of the interviews yet so over the weekend I watched probably hours of documentary stuff of the ball
1: family um, interviews by him did you see him see him go off of the uh, female yes reporter? yeah Oh what
2: what wait what do you do that? what?
1: Um, she says something about how he's forces he forced his kids to play basketball and she was like talking about how he's like raising his kids and he goes on this show. I think it's Colin. I always have trouble pronouncing his last name I think uh, coward or something like that. Yeah. and um, so th- this was before he got on the show and he gets on the show and she says something. She's like the second person to the main guy of the show. She says something and he's just like oh I'm not talking to you you're a hater and he has his back to her the whole time so Collins sitting in front of him she's in back of him and he he never turned around to acknowledge her and um, she was just like oh I was just saying you should uh, my advice is if you want to have a, a good clothing brand a brand in general to cater to the females like Nike adidas all the major ones do and he's like well you know then you make your own brand and this and that and this is a big ball of brand and she's like oh you're so you're a feminist now and it just got really ugly and so he kind of i mean i don't know if he was under heat for that but they
0: she blew it out of proportion she was making it like oh he doesn't like women like all this stuff um she was making it a race thing for no reason it was well, unnecessary well, why
2: didn't he try and argue and like explain his point though like okay, why so doesn't he, he have it for women you know what i mean
0: well, he was like, like does he? He said it's he's not marketing it to women. Oh, well. I mean, which is like, okay, it's his brand, whatever. That doesn't mean like I think it's
1: cuz he has just all sons maybe.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sure there is something to it like that, and that's how it probably comes off, but originally the like she said that she's scared of or or no, that his his son is scared of him. And she's commenting on his family rather than commenting on oh, the yeah. basketball aspect. And so he was like, kind of mocking her and he was saying that like, yeah, I'm, I'm too scared of you. I'm scared of you. I'm too scared of you. I can't talk to you. So he was kind of mocking her and like he wasn't talking to her and she was just like every single chance she got. She's like, oh, well, you're saying this against women now. Oh, you're doing this. You're doing that. And she felt she was trying to act like the victim when originally she was the one that said like all the stuff. Hmm. But let me tell you why I love LaVar Ball. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love Lavar Ball because we, because this is sports. This is what sports is about. It's about like, for the, it's for the entertainment for us, and we want to see entertaining stuff. Why was Muhammad Ali such an exciting person? Because he that's talked about himself though. so much. Why are Lavar Ball is an old
1: man with a beer belly talking man. for his son, who's a <laughs> yeah. grown man that's about to get a lot. Besides, of Besides,
3: Muhammad Ali had credentials,
1: and he was an athlete. But
0: regardless, it was fun because we, people were like, dang, who is this guy talking about himself like that? When you see Floyd and Conor McGregor go against each other, because they talk about themselves like crazy, they're so cocky, and we just want to see them battle because we're like, okay, so, so, so say LeVar Ball didn't exist, right? Okay. It would not be exciting to see this kid come up in the NBA because now he has such high
3: expectations. We want him to see, like, we want to see what the talk is about. Yeah, but it's different because you said, like, Floyd Floyd and Connor, they have credentials. I can't see this guy coming on talking about how great his son is when his son has not stepped on a professional court.
0: True. I mean, he has done a lot in 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 college. I'll give him his credit, yeah. And the other two boys, they're doing well. But it's just, it's funny. It's entertaining. And I think
1: that before I actually heard It's going to be funny when when they don't do good if he does go to L.A. Hey, man. His father said he guarantees L.A. goes to the playoffs. I don't even think L.A. – Won like thirty games,
3: and, and I'm a Lakers fan, and I can honestly say we're not gonna make the playoffs even with <laughs> the him.
1: The team's too young. But
0: how much fun is it gonna be? If he, like just the hype, it's all about the hype. And before I don't even, I don't even see the hype before it's I just talk. before I even heard him talk, I was thinking like, wow, like from my friends through my friends, I was like, wow, this guy sounds like, you know, total jerk. I feel like he's, you know, you know, not doing very good for his kids. But then seeing the family interaction and then seeing him talk. I feel like he's kind of joking. Like, he knows that he's being a little bit sarcastic. He has a smile on his face. And when he's saying things like, I could be Jordan one-on-one, it's a mentality. I think it's a mentality. I don't think he actually, you know, believes that. But because he says it. I think it's time to stop covering
1: him, though.
0: Huh? I think it's time to stop covering him. Yeah. Dude, he's getting old. Well, yeah. I mean, again, this is the same thing where, like, the media is trying to say, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, that lady, like, oh, my God. Like he's this and that and he's not good for his kids then it's the same thing that went with Donald Trump it's like well stop putting him on if you don't like him and if you don't want the attention to be on him
1: he's gonna die out when if he goes to LA his son when they are losing a lot of games and his son's averaging like maybe 10 points a game then he's gonna die out he's got nothing to say you can't brag about his son and if his son's being mediocre on a terrible team you know It's gonna be fun. I'm telling you. It's gonna be fun. I think he knows deep down inside that's what's gonna happen. I mean, he can hype up. Plus, he has a target on his back already. Mm -hmm. I can't. I I can't wait to see him play against LeBron. But let me let me um, explain my name really quick. (laughs) Because I found the quotes. Please. Now I just lost it. Okay, here it is. So Sean's the main character. Remember the white guy in Tokyo Drift? No. Oh my God. Okay, so he crashes Han's car and he says, why'd you let me drive your car? Um, and he said, why not? He said, cause it's a lot of money. And Han says, I have, a, I have money. It's trust and character I need around me. You know who you choose to be around and let you know who you are. One car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of, that's a price I can live with. And then he says, look at all those people down there. They're on a building and they're looking down at a, um, a lot of people crossing the road. Japan's a really populated area and he says look at all those people down there they follow the rules for what they're letting fear lead them what happens if they don't Sean asks and then he replies "Life's simple you make choices and don't look back so I like that because you know I'm not one to really follow the rules and I think in life you just take a risk and move on and I think that correlates to my music and how I want to live my life so, Tav, my first three letters of my last name, Tavernier, and the end of Tokyo. So, Tavokyo. Tavokyo. Boom. I, I put it. some thought into that, actually. Come on, Richard. He a cool and he gave it quote and everything. I love yeah. it. It's creative. And I, I've, like, this is my favorite Fast and Furious movie. It wasn't just like, oh.
0: As long as it means something to you, I yeah. think that's what's important. Because typical Tav, I think it was for the, uh,. You know, you know what happened?
1: You know why I changed it? Because my dad would not let up on the name. Why, typical. You don't want to be known as typical. Ah. So he just kept bagging on me. So. I'd why he just
0: LaVar balled you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, any movies you guys saw recently? Uh, The, the latest Fast and Furious.
1: <laughs> That's the last movie I saw.
0: That was a good one. You um, saw it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Space Between Us? Has anybody seen that one? Don't watch it. Okay. I'm just I'm just putting that out there for everybody. It's a, I thought it was going to be in like one of those space movies and it's about this kid that is his mom gets pregnant on the spaceship to Mars. <coughs> so he's born on Mars and he can't oh come back to Earth because his body is different. But then he finally like he's like I want to go to Earth and he's communicating with a girl uh from Mars and he goes back to Earth to meet her. And it becomes a love story, and only like the first 15 minutes were actually about the spacey stuff, and then the rest of it is like a cheesy, corny love story, and it was terrible. Don't watch it.
1: People have been hyping this, um, uh, what's that, not, not another space movie with the, they're like fighting in space.
0: Oh, with Jake Galaxy and
1: Yeah, um, Galaxy. I heard Sunday. that wasn't good volume two or whatever <laughs> why are you getting excited <laughs> Do you know
2: well, it oh no 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 i was uh, i just thought of something um i can't remember the name now but it's that netflix series it's really like racy it's about like the priests and the nuns did you guys hear about that everyone at uh, my work is talking about it uh,
1: the guy that killed and raped the yeah oh okay. it's like a documentary yeah i saw it. i haven't seen anything i like. don't have net i'm like the one person that doesn't have netflix so
2: wait you don't have netflix Oh. Well, you better hurry up and get it because eventually Netflix is going to be thirteen ninety nine a month.
1: Yeah, well, that that just pushes my parents more away from Netflix. We're having some weird um <laughs> for all our viewers some <laughs> weird uh, <laughs> oh there's a worm on Farah's floor. The
2: bugs. Oh my god! <laughs> Ew,
1: it's causing a distraction.
2: Oh my gosh! Speaking of bugs, man, <laughs> my dad opened my windows the other day and I. I'm not kidding. There was like 18 bugs in my room at midnight. I had a panic attack, like (laughs) usual. Had to take a vacuum, suck them all up. Then, after that, later, I went down and ate some cereal, came back up, and a spider was in my room. I had to freaking like I, I was like okay I'm going to take matters in my own hand I'm going to kill this spider Spider saw me jumps on me I screamed it jumped, fell back it? almost Hold almost up. knocked my head like I almost I the spider I almost, jumped on you what Spider saw my dad was later it like one then, of those cricket spiders No it was a big giant spider My dad told me he was like well you should have known spiders have eight eyes He saw me coming before he <laughs> even knew that I was going to come He literally saw me He was like mm mm Where did Where did it jump me. on you He I was standing up on a chair trying to kill the spider and he literally saw me and was like <laughs> not today turn around jumped on me i freaked out and i like fell back almost hit my head and then the spider just freaking crawled away Did he's you still in my out? room i yes i had a panic attack in the middle of the <laughs> night woke my grandmother up she was very very <laughs> upset with me and then i had to sleep downstairs so oh the bugs How does a worm have been intense. Your house, and I the cicada. rain It's
0: raining so much right now. It's I don't know. It probably came. It oh, was like I
1: never seen that before.
0: Worms always come out of the ground, and I've I've never seen that. I got sixteen dollars on me. I would have gave you it if you ate it. No, I don't like bugs at all. Me I neither.
1: Bugs. I I would have ate it for sixteen dollars. You guys want to
0: know a funny story? One time, I was like sitting in um, when I used to be like the art director of this magazine. I was sitting in the office. And like the editor of the magazine, she was standing in the room and I see a cricket jumping around. So my initial reaction is stomp on it. I step on it and she starts screaming. And she's like a super like loving, peaceful, vegan person, right? She starts freaking out. And she's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, it was a cricket. It was jumping around and sitting in the office. What do you want me to do? And she grabs the cup, scoops it inside goes outside, and buries it <laughs> in the ground. I was like, Claudia, Claudia, isn't this a little much? And she didn't talk to me for the rest of like, the Oh, my day. goodness. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine, it's just a cricket. It's, like, it's not just a cricket. Okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's my not bad.
2: just a cricket when it crawls into your nose while you're sleeping and then lays eggs <laughs> and then you have crickets coming out of your brain. That's what happens. That's why there
0: are no bugs that are allowed in my room. Actually, I heard a story one time of this guy that he had like envelopes in the basement and uh, he goes to lick his, lick an envelope and got a paper cut and there was like cockroach eggs on the envelope. So when he got the paper cut, they went inside and he started growing cockroaches inside his tongue.
2: Yes, I heard that. You did? Yes. That stuff is real. (gasps) Is that real? Yes. I feel like
0: you're disagreeing with that. Nice.
2: I'm not disagree with you. I'm telling you, this is. I like,
0: wish that happened
3: to I, me. That's funny. Do you nice know how many tasty. spiders
2: we 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 eat when we sleep? Spiders crawl into that's our a, mouths and we eat them. That's why I, I don't. Know don't if mm, that's the true. spiders true. go in my okay, mouth, I sleep with a pillow underneath my chin no. and my no. mouth is closed. I think, <laughs> I think that
0: fact's been debunked.
2: No, it's true. How do you
0: have you experienced it? <laughs>
2: well, I mean, not. Listen, I've been listen. sleeping. I mean,
0: if a spider were to crawl, okay, so you're like breathing with your mouth open. It's not me. <laughs> Either way, the spider is gonna go down the esophagus in through your breathing tube. Okay,
2: not me. <laughs> and then you're gonna cough you. it up. <laughs> oh no, no, what no! You,
0: you think it's gonna go down your stomach into like
2: lay babies in my stomach? The, no, my stomach's gonna have little spider babies coming out and coming out back in my throat, and then I'm gonna die.
1: That sounds, like, that sounds like a, you know what, you, you probably just gave like some movie director oh some idea from some horror movie. Because, you know, they always like bugs and inside bodies coming out of the mouths and stuff. Bruh. Or, hey, remember the mummy, the old one? Oh, yeah, yeah, and they Where the, they crawl those... underneath the skin? Yeah.
0: That was the best part. I love that part. If that happened, that, that would be out. disgusting. There's like that show Monsters Inside Me. You know Have you guys about?
1: ever ate a bug, though?
0: yeah i think when i was like little we would like dare each other oh eat some ants bro we'd <laughs> eat ants. ants but nothing nothing more than that
1: i i ate a chocolate cover cricket. i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that but it was just chocolate oh though my gosh. it was a, it was like a i was at a neighbor's house for a halloween it was like fear factor was dare it alive? no okay. the cr- it's in a chocolate bar and It was, you just tastes like chocolate. Fine. I, maybe a little one. Or Crickets maybe, are good for you. Maybe Protein. just an egg. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah.
2: No, because they'll go in your stomach, and then they'll lay babies in your stomach. It was and then, dead.
1: How can a cricket live in a chocolate bar?
2: I don't know. Maybe it was pregnant when you ate it.
0: <laughs> okay, well, they'd be dead if they melted chocolate going on. T- All right, Danny, we're not going to talk about this <laughs> I'll tell, this tell you more. what,
1: though. I wish they still had that Fear Factor show, because I would definitely enroll. That one. was
2: a good show. I didn't like that. Remember
1: that?
0: I do remember that, yeah. But
1: Some stuff was OD, though. I, I don't know.
0: It was it was the eating stuff that really, like, I was like, Ugh, I could not do that. Like, bull, bull testicles.
4: <laughs>
0: like I don't want to.
1: I could do that.
0: My mom just comes up to me yesterday, and she's like, she got, like, a bunch of meat because Ramadan is coming up. And so we're storing a bunch of meat for when we eat. And she, like, got all these parts of a goat. And she goes, this is the goat brain. I was like, Mom, why do you need to bring that home? She's like, they were going to throw it away. I was like, are you going to cook that? She's like, yeah, it's delicious. I was like, don't give that to me. Do not give that to me.
1: Could you do the stuff where, like, you're in a closed container and they pour, like, I don't know, snakes on you or tarantulas? <sighs> uh, I'm shivering right now they thinking probably about don't, that. They probably don't put, like, bugs or animals that, are, that can bite and yeah, kill you. Yeah, they're probably
0: not venomous. Yeah. No, but then what about, like, the scorpion stuff? Oh, I don't know, yeah. I don't
1: know, I... I'll have to look that up.
0: We were talking about babies earlier, check out the segue. Speaking of babies, uh, today we're going to talk about adoption um, with our guest today, Tracy Smith, um, who wrote to us and has a pretty cool story and awesome information to share with us about that whole process and what the struggles can be and you know how to go about doing it, so everybody please welcome our guest
3: tracy smith
4: That, like, I've gone ice skating. No, no, I like ice skating. Hmm. Ice skating is cool. But skiing is not.
0: Ski. It was. All
4: right. That's the other podcast I, I, I listen to. Skiing is not. <laughs>
0: skiing is fine, but snowboarding <laughs> is just cooler.
4: <laughs> I it get just it.
1: looks cooler.
4: You're right. Yeah. yeah so the what, uh, who,
1: have you ever seen skiers do jumps and X Games and stuff? Yeah. I'm. I know.
4: They I look so Cool you, though. though.
1: You can't hear me. No. I'm just. by the way. <laughs> I didn't know we to
0: start. Taking
4: in all the dynamics, the group <laughs> dynamics here. This
0: is this is how it always goes. Um okay, so Tracy, uh you just got done with your semester. hmm How did. was it? How'd it go?
4: It was a very exciting semester.
0: Why why did you choose uh journalism? What fascinates As a you about major? Yeah, journalism.
4: Um I really like telling other people's stories. I'm a people person, so If given a chance to sit down with someone, I immediately want to get to know kind of what makes them tick and what's kind of behind their life. So it just seemed like a good fit for me. And I love writing. So it's a combination of the two. People plus storytelling.
0: Um, When you wrote to us, you said that a lot of people refer to you as a mature student. What does that mean?
4: (laughs) Well, at Towson, if you are a student that's 25 or older, you're considered mature. So I just turned 47. So that's like ancient. But... I'm caught everyone refers to me as like a mature student. It's just a nicer way of saying old
0: I mean what, what how How are the dynamics do you usually get along with everybody and
4: I do um, when I was at HCC I didn't I was very uncomfortable and awkward, but once I got to Towson I just loved it. Really? I felt completely comfortable with the students I Think because I was taking classes directly in my major So I was connecting with people that were more like-minded and had the same sort of passions and also the professors, it's like I can relate to them pretty well because they're usually my age or within a year younger or sometimes maybe like 10, you know, 10 I years feel like older.
0: I feel like there's more um, older students at community college, though. Is there that-
4: are. There are. But I took a lot of classes online. So I was like invisible. Oh, so okay. when I did have to go to campus, it felt very strange because it was really just around you guys at Al Magazine and you guys were all young
0: um I Tracy and I had a class together I think it was my first semester maybe uh at Towson and you brought in cookies to the class and I remember everybody (laughs) saying like after you uh left they were like oh my god like she's so cool like I love having a mom and I like everybody was snapchatting like perks of having a mom in your class oh my god that was dope no that was oh my god that's like that's like the number one way to win over people bring food yeah and also like I learned this like by talking to a lot of different people they're like whenever there's an older student um, in their classroom everybody wants to be partners with them Hmm. did you experience that at all do you think
4: um I didn't as much because there haven't been as many group like I haven't been like involved in many group projects Mm -hmm. but I think that's gonna come next semester probably because we do our work yeah exactly like
0: everybody's like yeah like they're very serious about it they want to get it done Um, Uh (laughs) which that could be a good or bad thing because then at least you have like a you know you get to pick whoever's in your group and you know who's working hard and not. That's true. Did you find that
2: um, a lot of younger younger kids would confide in you almost and come to you with questions and stuff like that?
4: Yeah I noticed that in um in a news reporting class I took last semester that there would be there was a particular student that would like after class he would say like can I run this story by you to see what you think or tell me your perspective because I would tend to write better feature-like stories and he was more newsy. And so he would want my opinion on his feature stories and I would want his opinion on the more newsy stories. So, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Just, yeah, but I don't really feel like they treated me like like a mom. I felt more like just comfortable with them. But the guys are nicer than the girls.
0: Really? Yes. Why?
4: I don't know. I'm not sure the dynamic. I don't know if it's because with girls, it's like they're away at college and like... They don't really want their mom at college with them, and maybe I represent that, and the guys don't really care, but I would say 98% of my friends at Towson are guys.
1: That's so weird.
0: They're just That's nicer. They're weird. more
4: welcoming.
1: Girls are just mean.
0: Girls
4: are mean. Really? Mean. Haven't you seen Mean Girls? It's like that at yeah, Towson. Yeah, but like to,
0: to like a nice like mom, like they're going to be...
4: They're mean to me for us. <sighs> no, they're not mean to me. They're just not friendly. They're, not <laughs> they're just friendly. not friendly. Yeah, they're not mean. They're just yeah. not as hmm. they don't initiate conversation now if i do that it, ha- it i've noticed it takes a little while to break through to the girls you have to kind of keep at it okay. the guys are just comf- more comfortable i don't know why Yep. but now. it's it's a fact interesting mm-hmm.
1: um you should know girls are like that man i do <laughs> well for
0: a guy like guys i think i think it works like how she's saying like we get along better with girls than girls get along with each other so maybe we True. don't notice that
1: I mean, even when opposite genders. God forbid if I say hello to a girl. You have girl problems. You're not allowed to talk. You have so many girl problems. God forbid. You're not. This. You don't count.
0: <laughs> um, Tracy, how do your kids react to uh, you being in school at the same time as them going through school?
4: Um, they're they're pretty supportive. I mean, they're. They're pretty excited about when I come home, they want to know how my day was, What? who said what. They've actually, Aww. every single one of my kids has come to school with me for the, for a day at Towson. I've taken them out of class and brought them from my nine-year-old all the way up to my oldest son. Just to spend a day and meet my teachers. Because they hear me talk about these people, and they want they want to see. So I try to make them a part as best as I can.
1: Is your oldest in a community college?
4: He's actually at HCC this okay. year.
1: When you wrote to
0: us, I laughed at this. You said, I'm horrible at balancing being a student and being a wife slash mom. Let's just say that the kids ate a ton of waffles for dinner this past semester. And my husband has probably bought stock in Chipotle. True. Explain that.
4: Well, I started off like with this nice little chart my friend made me, like this nice little Excel spreadsheet of Monday through Friday meals, what, what I was going to make. And I would try to ask the kids, what are your favorite things? And I would like fill in the blocks. And I was like, I'm going to be prepared, and then I wouldn't make it because I was either working on a paper or interviewing someone, or I was just tired. I didn't feel like it, just lazy, wanted to watch a TV show, whatever. So I just—it was like, guys, what do we have in the house? And it's like waffles, and they weren't even Egos. It was like Wegman's brand. Oh. There were a lot of waffles, good syrup.
0: High class. <laughs> I know.
4: Good syrup, real butter, but yeah, it was just my meals were really lacking. Fun for them. Yeah, fun I'm for sure them. They loved it.
0: Tell us, tell us more about your kids. The whole reason that I even um, wanted to invite you here in the first place was after seeing the movie Lion. Mm-hmm. It immediately, I thought of you because of pictures that you post on Facebook all the time, talking about your family and everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is so Tracy. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, share with us a little bit about your kids.
4: Okay, my oldest son is 19. Um, and when he was 13 months, we adopted him from Moscow, Russia. So that was way back in... 1999, I guess that would be, um, and then my daughter, who is currently 16, we adopted her from Moscow, Russia. Also, a little bit after our son Stephen, they're not um, they're not related by blood. We just went back again to adopt a little girl. So, um, I mean, that seems so long ago, but like the movie Lion definitely brought back those emotions of just meeting like your child for the first time that doesn't speak your language, and they're just staring at you, and the way like Nicole Kidman is just like. Staring at her son and trying to affirm things about him and to his face and he doesn't even know What she's saying it was like wow, I remember like it took me right back I remember those moments
0: and then you have two other kids, right?
4: Yeah, we have two um, African-American kids um, David who's 10 and Jada who's nine and we they were first our foster kids Um, We weren't really attend intending to adopt again. We just kind of wanted to be a foster family we envisioned like kids coming in and out of our home in Hartford County and we really were committed to the whole process of re- reunifying the kids to their parents so I kind of anticipate anticipated being like a revolving door and having kids come and go but these were our first kids that came to us Jada was um, two days old at the hospital and David was 14 months and they came to us and they stayed with us for two and a half years and then we adopted them so
1: how old are they now
4: Um, David is ten and Jada's nine
0: Where did you and your husband even come up with this mm -hmm. entire idea and like where did Russia? Come in from like how do you even
4: go about doing things like that? Yeah, we when we first actually before we married we both talked about how we wanted to adopt we we figured we always imagined Giving birth to a couple children and then also adopting so adopting was always in the plan so when we got married, after a few years, when we didn't get pregnant, we just thought, well, why don't we just start the adoption process then? Because this is what we're going to do anyway. So it wasn't like a, for us, I know a lot of couples it's different, but it was never like a, you know, we're not able to have children, so let's adopt. I don't think there's absolutely anything wrong with that, but it was always in our plan to adopt. So we just kind of did things in a sort of a different order than maybe some people would do. So we were trying to figure out which country, and when we met with a social worker, really my husband just fell in love with pictures on a wall of kids from Russia because there were pictures from kids, you know, of children from all around the different parts of the world with with this particular agency where they worked. And he was just like, that's where I want to adopt from. I didn't really care where. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, at the time we just started pursuing that, and that's where the doors opened.
0: Now you said Stephen was 13 and Abby was...
4: Yes yeah, Stephen was thirteen months old. Abby was um eleven months old, so okay. she was before a year,
0: and so it wasn't it probably wasn't too hard for them to transition
4: not at all i mean they they barely spoke themselves, you know they were saying some little Russian words, but not not many mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, the food was probably a big change, and because they were in well, they don't really call them orphanages in Russia. They call them baby homes. But because they were in a baby home, they really didn't have like a lot of. There weren't like a lot of activities. Like there was a yeah. lot of just laying in cribs. So that sounds so much sweeter,
0: though. Like baby homes, it sounds.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds wonderful, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> like orphanage sounds so bad, especially no. after like the movie The Orphan. I feel <laughs> oh, like
4: yeah. I didn't see that.
0: Oh, don't watch it. Is it's that a,
1: where the kid is like a devil child? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's,
0: no, no, it's, it's a, it's, it's a girl who gets adopted and she has that disease where like you don't age. So she's yeah. actually like 40 years old and she's like in love with the husband mm-hmm. and she like kills her mom or something. And it's Very like, weird. it sounds creepy. I was like, this is not good. People are not going to want to adopt after this. But don't watch that movie. There's a lot of movies where I, like w- I, that that I
1: Orphans know. and they're like, they turn out to be like a child of the devil or something. That's what I'm saying. Like that word.
0: Yeah get from these movies and stuff gets like uh such oh, a love bad um, i you like love it, it? <laughs> i love horror yeah well yeah but like i'm saying <laughs> ba- the point is baby home sounds a little bit sweeter than orphanage yeah um how many kids total do you have four okay mm-hmm. and what what is their interaction with each other and how was it like coming up
4: yeah i mean steven and abby immediately they were really really easy kids. And I've often wondered if it's because of where they came from and because their life was so sort of just chill. They just they're they're both very um, easy, laid back, very uh quiet but confident sort of kids in who they are, which is neat. They kind of they kind of walk to the beat of their own drum, but they're not they have friends, but they're just I don't know, they're 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 interesting to me. They're interesting kids to me. It sounds like
0: they're more independent.
4: Yeah, they're pretty independent okay and when david and jada came along abby was definitely more like because abby was 10 so when they came along so she was very motherly with them because you know it's like an infant and a 14 month old so stephen i mean he he was a little involved but abby was i mean she's just a young she was just a young girl that liked having little brothers and sisters to play around with and kind of like to be the boss over so they all get along really well now. It's definitely, but I mean, there's like a 10-year gap between Stephen and my youngest daughter, so it's almost like two separate sort of families in a way. Mm-hmm. So it can be hard, like finding things that everybody likes to do together, because you know, when you're 19, you really don't want to play Payday. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Sure. Have you ever played
4: Payday with all the well, money and your? We would going have over? that in
0: like elementary school.
1: We'd do things like that. I never um, did that. No, all I got was cards for being bad, like the yellow and the red. (laughs) What? I have a question, though. Yeah. So I can't find it, but you stated that you'll never um, know what your kids felt like being black. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know when I was growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood and school, I don't know how the kids this young, they must have got it from their parents, but, you know, racial remarks and stuff. And Mm -hmm. as a kid, that sort of beat me up. I don't really know how to handle it. So your first or couple few occurrences of that, how did you try to handle that as best as you could, and how did you feel when that happened?
4: You mean when Kit? What do you do? Like you mean when, when you're, they would,
1: if they had any situations okay. and they came to you about that, how did you sort of react and feel, or did they come to you?
4: Yeah, I'm there, assuming
1: they probably did. I mean,
4: yeah, there's there was one instance um, at school with my son David, and he's less sensitive to, toward. He's less sensitive about his color than my younger daughter. She's very sensitive, and I don't know if it's just because she's a little girl, and all little girls in her class have, like, long, straight hair, and they play with each other's hair, and she has kind of like this, you know, curly, crazy hair, and, you know, it's braided, and everybody sort of wants to touch it, but then they're like, they don't want to touch it. So that's automatically, she'll just come home and be sad about things. But David, we were at, like, a field day once, and there was a little girl that, um when we, when we, my husband and I walked up, she's like, David, is that your, um? are those your parents? And she said it like that. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I don't know what's wrong with the world today. What? And she's like a fourth grader. And I was like, I oh it, my yeah. gosh. Wow. And my husband was so angry. We didn't know, like, even like I wanted to address the little girl, but she, she was just, she had such attitude. And I was like, where what is did this you coming mean from? By that? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it sounded so harsh and horrible. So I just went over to her and I was like, you know, that's a really rude thing to say. You know, we are David's parents. And then, of course, she yelled out, David, are they really your parents? Because they don't look like you or something like that. And he's like, yes, they're my parents. And so we'd like talk to the teacher and the teacher had to talk to her. And I mean, things like that happen. It's just part of yeah I don't know I I think it's just gonna be I'm more like concerned as David gets older like when he starts driving how he if he's gonna be treated differently as he's driving as a young black guy as opposed to
1: also oh, you're afraid of him, him like being on the roads and stuff
4: yeah if police pull him over just because I have friends that are black and the, the guys are just it's a completely different way they're treated versus yeah. when they're driving around with their white friends I'm a little mm-hmm. concerned about that
0: what um When do you even, like, talk to your children who are adopted about them being adopted? Like, that's something I've always been curious Mm -hmm. about. Because in movies, they make it seem like the parents never tell them. And then suddenly they're like, by the way, you're adopted. And then it becomes this whole thing. And I feel like that that can't be true
4: yeah no we we've told them and what they what they really instruct you you know as you're kind of going through the process there's all this training you have to go through but everything that i've read everyone that i've talked to said you should be honest with your kids right from the beginning so from the moment we brought them home we we made little books that showed them our family i remember giving my kids when they were a year you know a year year and a half baths and i would just sit there and you know tell them kind of their story and how they came and how you know, they were all the way over in this part of the world, and I'd show them on the map, and how mommy and daddy were here praying for a little boy or a little girl, and you were the, you know, you needed a home, and we were waiting for you, and how God brought us together, and so we just always told them that from the very beginning, that it was, you know, that there's different ways that families are joined together, and this is the way we came together, and so it's always been a really positive thing and on their like the day of their adoption we have like an adoption day we used to have like little celebrations and whatnot oh, so that's we would so never cool. hide mm-hmm. it they'd get like two birthdays you know which is kind of fun
0: nice yeah like in the movie lion saru or like Sheru is his real name mm-hmm. i guess he wants to like find out his origin so like how in yeah. touch are they with like where they came from or like their own culture or like even, do they yeah. speak Russian? Like
4: They don't speak Russian. Steven, they've kind of both gone in different phases. So when Steven was in middle school, he was interested in knowing more questions about his birth mother. And what I've noticed is that all of my kids, all four of them, even though two are adopted right here domestically and two internationally, all four of them have only showed interest in knowing about their birth mother. They've never, sh- none of them have showed any interest in their birth father, Whoa. which is, I don't know what why that is, the dynamics or the psychology behind that. So Stephen for a while was curious about his birth mom. And when you adopt from Russia, you get very limited information and it's a closed adoption. So they don't want you to come looking for them like it's done. Mm. It's sealed shut and you get a name and some physical characteristics, maybe like the height and weight of the mom. But you don't know where she lives. There's no... It would, it would take a lot of effort to find her, you know, mm-hmm. if we wanted to. It would be really hard. And then he kind of lost interest. And he's not interested at all now. He's not really that interested in his culture or he's sort of like anti-Russia. Really? Just because of probably things going on in the world. Uh-huh. He's, not really, he's not really interested in his culture. My daughter Abby is more curious. Like she's more at the stage where she's like, I'd like to find, you know, my birth family and meet them one day. And I'm like, I hope we can do that at some point. So I would love that. I think that would be amazing to go back to Moscow and try to walk through the places that we took her when she was little and meet up with her parents. Would be amazing.
0: That is so interesting. Yeah. Do you think that there's any sort of like, like especially when it when you talk about Stephen, do you think that he's maybe like embarrassed in any way or like struggles in any way of his identity at all?
4: I don't think so. I I anticipated that, but Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen any indication of that at all. I mean, he talks openly about it that he's adopted. He's um like I said, he's just a he's quiet, but he has like a quiet sort of confidence in just kind of who he is as a young man and no, I mean, I I haven't noted anything. I mean, I kind of expected maybe that that would be part of the growing up phase and I'm not saying it still can't come. He's only 19, but I haven't I haven't seen that yet at right. all.
0: And what are your sort of like hopes and expectations when you know, they get older and like as they become more independent, like are you as as an adoptive parent? Are you like, you know, a little bit more lenient when it comes to
4: their independence? Yeah, I mean, I would want to support them in whatever, whatever they do. I mean, in that way, I think I'm I think it doesn't matter if you're adoptive or they're your your birth kids, you just want to support your kids and get behind wherever you see kind of the path before them. But yeah, if they wanted to pursue that, that's what I was thinking in the movie that he wasn't telling his adoptive mom because i think he he had such a sensitive heart and he didn't want i think i think adoptive kids are scared of sharing their thoughts about wanting to meet their birth parents because they're afraid of hurting their adoptive parents mm. you know they think that we're going to be upset or we're going to lose them and i we've that's one of the things we've tried to tell our kids ever since they were little is you know you know you can ask us anything we'll tell you anything we know about your parents and if you're later if you're interested you know we'll help you find them so i don't want them to ever feel like they can't be sad around us you know if i'm i've definitely shed some tears in front of my daughter before when she's shown interest in her um in meeting her parents and Mm. she's been sad that she doesn't know them but not because i feel like somehow she's going to move to Russia and like leave me back here right it's just that i'm sad that that she has to kind of, that's part of her, like, it's part of her story and it's a sad part, you know, that her family couldn't care for her. I mean, it's great for us. We got her, you know, and she's our daughter. But there's, I'm sure there's, you know, there's grief in that for her, you know, and it'll come in different stages. But no, I would support her and want to. I would love to meet meet both of their parents if I could.
1: Was anybody in your family sort of iffy about you adopting, you and your husband adopting?
4: yeah yeah they were definitely um yeah they were they were concerned i think my parents at first but probably my husband's parents and my parents were both just nervous for us you know because it was one a huge financial undertaking and it was just like i think for them because neither of our families had had any experience adopting that was like we were the first people in our family doing it so it was just this i can't believe you're doing this kind of thing but then once you know, once they saw like the video of Steven, because they sent us a, a video from Russia of him, and they kind of saw like this little person, then it became real. And then, of course, once all of our kids have come into our life, they've just been immediately, you know, embraced as part of the family. So it hasn't been, sh- you know, it's just felt normal. Like everyone just feels like our kids have always been here. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, it just seems like that.
2: Oh, I have a question. Okay. So
4: you mentioned, um, well, go, it's kind of going back to the
2: cultures, and you also mentioned that your youngest daughter um, was having a problem with like her hair and something like th- and stuff like that, and I'm a cosmetologist, so that stuff is oh. really important to me, and I was, I'm, I'm going to try and figure out how to word this, why are you always laughing?
0: Always the hair and the makeup questions. <laughs> because it's important. Go ahead, Dani. In hair
2: school, they, they actually taught us, they said, you need to learn how to do ethnic hair and yeah. white hair because... It, I mean, there's no denying it, it's different. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, families will have different. The the mother will be white, for instance, and then the daughter might be black. So you just need to learn how to do everybody. Um, and I guess my question to you is, does she struggle basically like knowing that she has different different features than you?
4: I think she probably does. I don't know that she's ever come right out and like worded it like that but she definitely Jada looks up to her big sister Abby and Abby is like if you saw Abby she has long straight blonde hair she's as white as white can be bright blue eyes you know she's like a little Russian doll she's very very petite and sporty and just she's really cute but she's just like the complete opposite of Jada Jada's like a little bruiser you know she's pretty dark she has you know crazy I say crazy it's probably not nice but like crazy curly hair I love Jada's so, hair so, like yeah. if I could have Jada's hair I'd take it but she you know like most girls we usually want the opposite of what our hair is so I try to t- remind Jade of that that people with straight hair usually want curly hair people with curly hair usually want straight hair but she she's aware that her features are different and I think with her hair the, the kind of thing that's difficult is that it takes so long like to braid and do so it's not like she can just comb it and move on. So when I came here to meet with you guys, um, we like paid Abby like five bucks to to, uh, do, to put Jada's braids in Aww. because it's like a way for her to make money and it's, it takes a while, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot of knots and it's just nice when it can like be done and the braids can stay in for several days, you know? And when why? she gets older, I'll have to find someone who can do different styles for her that stay in.
1: Why, why braids?
4: Well braids like once they're in like then there's no knots like after a couple days when you take them out there's you don't have to comb you can comb through but there's not like any thick knots like yeah. if you just put in a ponytail like the next day like she sleeps like in a little sleeping cap she looks like a little baker it's hilarious. Pops. Until
0: Abby finds out that she can go out of the house and make a little bit more than five bucks braiding people's hair, they should be true. like, "Oh, oh white my girl God, knows how yeah. to braid the Let's hair." Let's not
4: tell Abby that, okay? <laughs> uh,
1: when I had long hair, I actually had my hair braided for the first time. Oh my God, dude, it was the most it painful hurts. thing. It does
4: hurt. It, it
2: is.
0: People keep telling really me to braid painful. my hair.
1: I was like, I'm scared. Well, no, your hair is not gonna hurt because it's long and it, you know, yeah. you're not no, not much pulling. But when it's like nappy really? black yeah. hair, you know. Yes. Yeah, they really yank your head back. And yes. I, I always wanted braids because Allen Iverson and Bow Wow from Like Mike, I was like, oh, my God, I want braids. And I finally had a long enough hair and did it. Ooh, I did it two times and I was done after that.
2: Those poor <laughs> girls, the things that they go through are crazy. And I will see them. I We would watch videos of, about how to style it and stuff like that. And these little girls, probably like six or seven years old, are in the chair like this. And if they moved <laughs> or anything, they would smack their head and tell them to stay still. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. It is crazy. But it's very – it's so important. And I, I really take interest in that kind of stuff, um, especially with, like, dreads and stuff like that because yeah. – I think that, I mean, I know for a fact, being in the industry, that black women are very self-conscious about their curls. And I think, I really, really, I always try and get them to embrace the curls because it's part of their culture. It's so right. important. That's it cool. really is. That's yeah. really
4: cool to hear that that's even like in your thinking mm-hmm. and in your mindset. That's good to know. And Sen- you to learning.
0: You're learning a lot about, you know, different cultures just by, from your kids alone. um how important is it for you guys in your household to talk about culture and what's the importance of it
4: yeah I think it's super important um one just the world we live in and the diversity and just all the the ramifications of being a kind of a multicultural family it's just important to bring up different subjects and talk about them and want them to feel free to to discuss them. Like I said, Stephen and Abby aren't as interested in their Russian culture. I wish they were more because I am, but they're not really. So more of our discussions are more centered around um, having black children and being white parents and trying to make sure that we go places and go to playgrounds and things where there's other kids that are not just like white kids because... It's just they're in a school with mainly white kids. So when we go to different um, playgrounds, even like the one in Habit of Grace, it's like right over the water. That's a great playground because there's like a good mix of all different kids. But um, David and Jada will immediately find black kids and just go off with them. Like, boom, they'll just go. It's like they just find them and disappear. So
1: going back on the hair, do you take your son to a black barber shop?
4: No, actually, I don't, because David's hair is definitely more, well, both of them have the same mother, the same birth mother, but they have two different birth fathers. So I think both of the dads were African American, but I'm convinced that, I'm not so, like, David got more of, like, the white hair, the feel of it, it's not as, um... I don't know I'm trying to think it's it's wavy but it's not at all like Jada's hair Jada is like your typical african-american girl's hair okay David's hair is more wavy I could just go right through it with my hands
1: oh so maybe maybe a little hispanic
4: yeah something you know yeah he has easy hair he has awesome hair. so is
1: it long or like just short and just
4: it's uh curl it's like short and curly it's like
0: okay
4: I'll show you a picture and we're done he's he's really cute I've seen hair.
0: I've seen your entire family. Everybody is so cute. I would love, to see I, picture love I love looking at their family pictures. I'm like, look at the Aww. multicultural household. Let's go. I love seeing stuff like that. Um, I have one more cliche question because I want to make sure that the listeners yeah. they get they get to hear stuff like that. Um, in movies, you hear like the conversation that always breaks out when the adopted son or daughter um, has a fight with the parent and it's like, well, you're not my mother or father anyways. <laughs> has that ever happened? no or anything remotely oh, yeah, i was gonna ask that too my
4: kids have never once said that to me no they've never I'm said I'm so glad. they've never they've never said any i can't think they've ever said anything the least bit disrespectful i i mean that i mean that could be like disrespectful that but that would be people. kind of mean thing to say too but they mm-hmm. just maybe they thought it but they've never they've never said it at all mm-hmm. no and in fact jada said something funny to me a few years ago we were on our way to new york And we were on the bus and she's like, she's like, mom, did I come out of your belly? And I said, no, Jada, you know, we've talked about this before. You didn't come out of my belly. It's really not where babies pop out anyway, but that's another story. But no, you didn't pop out of my belly. And she's like, so I was in another woman's belly? And I was like, yes. Now I've been telling her this since she's been a baby. So, but I guess it hits her at different times. She was about seven. And she's like, I remember being in her belly. I was like, really? And she's like, I do, and I was kicking, and I was like pushing, and she goes, I was trying to get out so I could get out to you, which That's I thought was crazy. like, I started laughing, no I started crying, and I was like, was I just thought it was so sweet. And Brandon then she-
0: said before that he remembers being in the womb, and we freaked out, and now you're telling us this. She's a chosen.
4: Uh, she's. I just thought she was. I don't know. Does she really remember that? I just thought she was being kind of funny. I remember Ooh. kicking and clung to try to get out to you. And then she's like, can you tie my shoe? I'm like, oh, there goes that moment. That sounds <laughs> like so fate. Sweet. It was really cool. Yeah, I got like that all sounds spiritual.
0: I yeah, like, I want to cool. believe it because I like it. Okay, um, let's, let's
4: go with it. <laughs> we got to
0: wrap up, but um, okay. I have one last question for you or whatever you want to say, kind of like just any advice, any way for people who might be interested in adopting, um, you know, what resources they can get or anything. If you have anything that you want to put out there.
4: Well, um, I would say if you're interested in adopting, find someone. The best thing you do is find someone that has adopted and just just say, just say see if you can get together with them and ask them a thousand billion questions because you can go online and read things. It's not nearly as helpful as talking to another person. So I would say just, just find somebody who's done it and ask them questions and go from there because they'll tell you. Most people will tell you. People that have adopted are pretty open. You know, because they've already poured out their entire lives in their home studies, and with complete strangers, you have to answer so many questions. So at that point, you're like, whatever, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. And that can just be helpful. yeah,
0: yeah I think I think adoption is
4: it's awesome. really,
0: really fascinating. Yeah. Um last question. yeah, if you could pick any flavor to describe yourself, what flavor would it be and why?
4: any flavor? I needed time to think this one through.
0: I would pick her flavor. First thing her. you think of rainbow
4: rainbow no that's
0: too obvious her um party don't pick for her <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow her um ideas. everything i'm coming up with is so cliche i was gonna say Do like it. okay fudge swirl because <laughs> it's like i'm picturing like the white ice cream with like <laughs> black swirls through my life because i'm white but i have like now these these uh the reality of these black children in my life and how they're like they're changing me like when they were little it really wasn't like a huge deal, but as they're getting older, like I really see my own prejudices in in um, in my own heart towards other people and things because I'm seeing how other people treat my kids. So then I'm having to evaluate how do I look at other people? You know, have I done this before? Have I um, just looked down do look down on this individual or just you know, just not believe the best about somebody. So it's yeah, that's the flavor. Beautiful. See I took the fun out beautiful. of it and no, made it all no, serious. No, that was
0: beautiful with Tracy, some sprinkles with some sprinkles um, it's been a lovely conversation learned so much that was a lot of fun <laughs> thank you um, thank you for coming on thank you and uh, join us next time when we talk to another stranger from another flavor
1: to be